Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Lauren Clevenger, who is the Senior Manager of Community and Developer Relations at Big Commerce. The Big Commerce community is made up of both customers and developers, and they have multiple goals. They drive customer success, sales, and even product innovation with their ideation community, Big Commerce Ideas. Today, Lauren shares how she connects her community cross-functionally within the organization and how she sets the right expectations with internal stakeholders. Welcome to the Community Corner, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, let's dive right in then. Can you please describe what big commerce is and what exactly it is that you do in your role? Yeah, sure. So if you aren't familiar with big commerce, we're an e-commerce platform. So our mission is to really help merchants and retailers sell more at every stage of their growth, you know, so whether they are small startups or entrepreneurs, mom and pop shops, or their mid market enterprise businesses, we want to help everybody have success in e commerce. I think something that makes big commerce really cool and different in our industry is we are an open SaaS platform. So we're SaaS, but a little bit more open. So that means that our merchants and our customers and our developers can extend on big commerce, connect it to tools that they love, and kind of build and innovate whatever they need to make their business successful. So that's big commerce in a nutshell. And then at big commerce, I am the senior manager of community and developer relations. So I've been at big commerce for almost six years now, I think next month, which is really cool. And I am responsible for kind of the vision the strategy and the programs for Big Commerce's global community program and strategy. So uh, I mentioned this and kind of the what is Big Commerce, but we support merchants and we've got a great partner network. We've got developers that use our platform. Uh, so I'm really looking at what is the community experience for all of those different audiences. Wow. I imagine with all these different programs with different audiences, are you a team of one? How many people are on your team? No, thank goodness I'm not. Luckily, I've got an amazing team that I work with. I joined Big Commerce when I joined six years ago, uh, really was just a team of one, kind of building the program from the ground up, from scratch. And now I have seven direct reports that report up to me. And you know, with those differing audiences and programs kind of divide the team into two halves. One side is really focused on the customer success community. So kind of more for us, those like merchants, more non-technical users of our platform. Then the other side is focused on our developer audience and their needs, highly technical group and designing community experiences for them. That makes sense that you would divide your team like that. You didn't need to hear that from me, but that makes sense. (laughs) And so when specifically when you're looking at each audience, like for example, the developer relations members of this community, how do you kind of determine what's going to work with each audience? How do you determine what's going to be the most engaging activity or the most engaging program for your developer relations members? 
Yeah. Well, I think that all comes down to really understanding your product and your customer and their needs, right? And if you have a strong mission for what your community can provide and where you fit into helping the customers and their journey, uh, that is what dictates kind of like what tactics, what programs, what activities those individual audiences and those groups need. So, you know, we know from a developer perspective, for example, what kind of things do those community members need? They might have needs with support. They might not have uh, some content needs for inspiration to understand how to extend and build upon our platform. And kind of having those nuggets of information and understanding them helps us kind of plan our roadmap and what, what areas we're going to focus on. Right. I mean, totally. Listening to your community is always the number one thing that I think it's like the easiest way to get the answer you need, but it's often like the most forgotten. Like just ask your community what they want and then actively listen. Yep. And so with your two different kinds of programs and two different audiences, how do you work with the rest of your internal organization to drive impact for other teams? Like you said, you have your customer success community. So like, like, how do you connect the the community to the rest of your organization? Yeah, it's a great question, because I'm really passionate about this area of community building. Community is not just something that can live in a silo. It's not just a forum on your website. And you have to have cross-functional partners and really understand how community fits into other parts of your business, how community helps you achieve other goals. And to do that, it takes those cross-functional allies kind of working across the aisle, so to speak, making some community BFFs and product and product marketing and customer marketing and social and brand sales. I mean, it all depends on kind of what your company is working on. But yeah, I've done a lot of work over the past six years to kind of find those allies in different departments and really work with them to understand what are their goals? What are they working on? And kind of as a starting place, how can community help you reach those goals? Because there's really a way to inject community into the customer experience in so many different ways. True. And how do you find the balance? Like, how do you set those expectations? Because I think that Sometimes we go so hard on the sale, like, hey, sales, our community is going to add so much value. It's going to be an incredible tool for you to use. It's going to be this amazing thing. It's going to drive all this value. And then you, but you also want to make sure that they recognize like it's a long game and that it might not (laughs) happen tomorrow and like that they need to also put some effort into building the community. So like, how have you had those conversations with about expectations? Yeah, it's such a great point, right? For so many different stakeholders, kind of that understanding of it's not a build it and they will come kind of thing. It's not like a you do one thing and it's this instant boom ROI, like community building takes time and it takes years sometimes. It's a really long tail effort and takes investment. So I mean, I think the first part of it is like literally just saying those words and setting expectations and sharing how you measure success as a community leader and being transparent about that to those that you're working with. Something else that I think is really important that's like a bit of a tangent, but I think it is really important to 
do that exercise of like, how can we serve you, right? Like, you know, other department, how can we help you reach your goals? But you also have to have your own goals, your own programs on community, on the community team that is your strategy so that you're not always just in service of, you know, 10 other departments, uh, you know, executing their plans. It's more about kind of like having your plans and seeing how you can kind of weave in helping others uh, so that you're both achieving goals together. And I think that's a huge part of it. I'm really glad you said that because I think so often, you know, as a community professional, you do have to wear two hats. You have to wear the hat of the community manager who builds relationships and builds connections. And then you have to wear the hat of the community professional, I guess, who turns around and proves the ROI of those connections and relationships. And so oftentimes we panic because we don't know how to prove the ROI or the ROI is not coming or whatever it is. So then we forget that yes, the goal of the community is to, let's say, you know, drive customer success, but really the members are here for their own reasons. And that's where the community team would come in and like having members' best interests at heart. And from a, you know, like executive and leadership approach, it's so important to have your own goals, your own programs, your own sense of how you drive business value so that you don't get in front of leadership and say like, Oh, well, I I helped sales. And, you know, I did this project for the social team. That's not going to be the thing that will help you scale and grow your program, right? Like showing all of the benefits to other departments, tying in those programs is great. But you've got to have a sense of your own North Star and how you drive business value and really be able to clearly articulate that. Otherwise, yeah, you'll always just kind of be in service of other teams. We've been having this conversation, I think, in this industry for a while now about the chief community officer and, you know, the rise of the CCO. And so I appreciate that you say that because you're right. If you're always in service then to other teams, then the, the community team won't get that, you know, their own pillar, their own spotlight, their own team. So I like that you that you brought that up. Yeah. That's the dream, right? Is how can we, you know, as community professionals, like continue to elevate our industry? And yeah, I feel like there's so much talk about that chief community officer, which is really cool to hear. Absolutely. Well, and so, I mean, at this point, I feel like we only have a couple of minutes left, but one of the, the communities or whatever is this like ideation community, right? Where you, your customers help you ideate for product. Is that right? Yeah. So one of the programs that we run at Big Commerce is we have an ideation community. So just a real collaborative uh, customer space where our merchants and partners and developers can help us crowdsource feature requests to innovate and improve what we offer. So uh, we call it Big Commerce Ideas. It's hosted within kind of our, our main community hub at support.bigcommerce.com and been running this program for six years, almost the whole time I've been at Big Commerce, it actually even predates me a little bit. Uh, where they Big Commerce has tried different iterations of this, uh, but I feel like we've we've got a good thing going now. Cool. So you've got. I mean, when I think of how many purposes your community is driving, like it makes sense that you would have these really specific relationships with different teams because you're driving product, you're driving customer success. Sounds like you're driving a bit of sales. So having that like North Star for the community, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's it's great advice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay, one last question. And this is the question that I ask all my guests. Who is a community builder that you would love to grab lunch with? 
All right. Well, this was an easy pick for me to think about. Speaking of kind of chief community officers and people that are really trailblazing in our industry, uh, trailblazing specifically, because I'm thinking about Holly Firestone, uh, who's the VP of community at Venafi. Venafi? Not sure how to pronounce that. Now that I say it out loud. Oops. Sorry, Holly. (laughs) But just really in awe and really inspired by the work that she's done there and at Salesforce constantly reading her blog on Medium, uh, gathering tips, sharing those articles to my team, and just really inspired by what she's done. Awesome. Well, Holly is also a wonderful person. And I feel like if you just messaged her and were like, hey, can we meet? She would be happy to. (laughs) We actually, we've connected a couple of times uh, right before COVID hit. And we were like, let's get together. We're both in Austin. And then I feel like a week later, it was like lockdown, no in-person anything. So we definitely need to pick up that thread. Totally. I I know that there's a lot of relationships like or friendships that could have been. You know, I met a lot of people last February, last March. And I was like, man, imagine the friendship we could have had <laughs> had we been allowed. <laughs> Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. It was such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Beth. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. 